Hey, you're about to listen to Mount Spocast, a a podcast I started to help celebrate the 20th class reunion of my graduating class at Mount Spokane. I started the podcast to help raise money to start a scholarship in the name of a good friend of mine that passed away back in 2007, Nick Winterstein. So if you're listening to this, you're probably a former classmate interested in the person that's on the podcast or you're just interested in general. But I just want to tell you that this podcast is specific for the graduating class of Mount Spokane in 2002. So please enjoy this episode of Mount Spokast. Peace. Well, welcome back to Mount Spocast. I am here with the fourth guest of the show, Tacey Van Leuven Riddle. That's that's a that's a new last name, isn't it? It is a new last name. It's a very elongated last name right now. <laughs> uh, are you are you gonna keep Van Leuven? Are you gonna are you gonna just go Riddle? Is there a is there a big discussion at home like? <laughs> Or does it even matter anymore? <laughs> no, I, I, it'll be riddle. It's a, it's more of a time thing right now with like marketing material. All says Van Leuven and oh. emails, and so it's a weird. There's so much know. that you have to do. Being a realtor, I always say this word wrong. I always say realtor, um, realtor. Um, <laughs> And uh, you got to do so much. You have like, you have billboards out there. You yeah. have yeah emails. You, and me and my wife talk about this. We got married so young. Abby was 20. Like her bachelor's degree has pointer on it. Oh, and gosh. so any evidence of her last name ever being Kerr just doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, uh, but yeah, you have, uh, there's a lot of infrastructure to that last name that you'd have to go through to the the change of the riddle but i know uh, and it's like an emotional i mm. really like like the van leuven yeah history and the like there's not many of the van leuven's yeah it's a it's, a, out there. it's a strong last name uh is that is it what is it is it is it dutch is it it is dutch okay yes uh, it is that was a guess I did not would not expect it to be Dutch. You win all the prizes. It was either is either Dutch or is it going to be Swedish. So I'm, I mean, Swedish is cool too, but you hit it on that. Uh, well, thank you so much for being on the on the show. I'm very excited to do this interview and have this conversation with you. Uh, yeah. Before we dive really deep into the podcast, I want to do the high school hot list. Uh, and this is going to be five to six questions about, you know, you in high school. Oh, boy. Uh, and, uh, and it's not a test. It's we're all it's very, very easy. I And I promise if anything that is said that you don't want in the show, I will edit it out. Nice. Okay. Or I won't. Um, <laughs> just ask Michaela. Um, all right. First question. Where were you hanging out in high school and uh, who with? Like in the hallways, like is there like a oh. spot where you were just like, I don't, I actually don't remember ever seeing you near where I hung out in high school. So I'm guessing you might have been in the commons. <laughs> I know. Yes. I think, what was it called? Pause. Was that the break Pause, between? Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. So pause was usually like grab the delicious cheesy bagel mm -hmm. snack and hang out. At a table in the cafeteria, yeah. The commons, it, the commons? Was, I think it was a commons. Yeah. yeah, it was like a we we they utilize that space for a lot of different things. But yeah, that was mostly the cafeteria, I guess. Yeah, I think that was that was the gist of the. Yeah, yeah. But who you hang out with? Who is oh, who? Who is your group of friends? Oh gosh. Okay. Um. Well, it was probably Jen Ridley mm. and Christina Pike mm. and Aaron Widmer. I still call them by their maiden names yeah. they're all changed by now but right um yeah i feel like i had different groups mm. like that was one group and then there was like the missy binder mm. jenna luck so yeah i kind of bounced between 
Yeah, those were kind of the core. And then the Adam Patchett. Yeah, right. And yeah. The, uh-huh. and the the guys and the yeah that uh, how, do you do you see your do you see them often? Do you do you keep in contact? I do not see them as often as I'd like. Yeah. I Jen lives in Texas oh, wow. now, and Aaron's got a bunch of kids. And I actually had dinner with Missy uh, maybe a couple months ago here. Yeah. So I I try to keep in touch, but definitely not as good as yeah we probably should. Yeah, I mean, it. I think I've fallen away from a ton of people in high school and yeah. uh it was actually uh, uh my last podcast i interviewed matt he mentioned that he because he was like a kind of evoked some emotion in him he like reached out to one of his longtime friends that he hadn't talked to in like 10 plus years and i was like oh that's that makes me happy that that's like fun. that that he would do that and uh and i and it, just reading the the comments on facebook in the facebook group I've just been seeing a lot of people who are like, I haven't been to Spokane in 20 years or in 10 years. And I'm, I'm coming to the reunion and I'm just like, this is great. And uh, I, and I, yeah, I'm just, I'm super excited for, I just feel like there's going to be a lot of people connecting that, you know, you never, that I never thought I would connect with again. Yes. Uh, You know who I really want to get back here? Holly Coleman. Oh yeah. She's like, She's I would like is she a raft guide or is she she just does awesome yeah. outdoorsy rafting cool things all the yeah. time. I don't actually I don't even know. I I need to get a phone date with her. Yeah, you do. <laughs> you should this is going to I don't know if I'm going to keep this in the podcast. Please do. But I might cuz it's not a secret to her. Uh I had the biggest crush on Holly Coleman <laughs> in the sixth grade. Why wouldn't you? you know, I, I think, She's I mean, all, the best. She, yeah, all, all guys did. And um, <laughs> I made her a aluminum foil heart and I cut the hole out of it. And I gave her this thing that said, there's a hole in my heart that can only be filled by you. Oh, you did not. I did. I did oh, this. And I, why don't I know about and this? I, and I got rejected. Oh, she probably keep, she's probably keeping it a secret. She doesn't <laughs> want to tell that she had like a creeper, like giving her like some weird envelope with this. And I'm like, Oh my God. I just, I have <laughs> so much anxiety just talking about it right now. <laughs> I love it. Holly, um, I hope you heard that. I hope you still have it. Tell me about it. Um, or maybe I didn't give it to her. Maybe I didn't do it. I don't know. I definitely, I, she lived in a cul-de-sac near me in Eaglewood. And there's another uh, kid our age, David Pettis, who lived right across the street from her. And yeah. I hung out with David and... Don't know who else hung out around there, but I remember playing basketball with like Steve Waterbury, Adam Patchett in that cul-de-sac. And, and I always would go there and I'd be like, I wonder if Holly's watching. Maybe I should go throw <laughs> rocks at her window and see if she will come wave. Oh, man. I love uh, it. Well, and I lived there too. Not oh, on that you? cul-de-sac, but on Low Road. Oh. But just when did my mom and I move? We moved into that house like junior year or sophomore okay. year so we were only there for a, couple, a good year and okay. a half but that's where all the cool kids were was I right cannot, there I, I i'm surprised i don't remember that that you were living there because i lived on low road and nancy court um so i live right next to like carly davis if you if you were friends carly with, lived down yeah mm-hmm. low road down so the road I was, but do you remember where mrs helfer oh yeah yeah, yeah of course i was right across the street from her okay i remember I had a um kick-ass party one night and hoped oh that Mrs. Helfer wouldn't see the beer bottles <laughs> in the window and come bust us. Oh, wow. Don't tell. I, I, I Sorry, won't tell. Don't tell your mom or don't tell Jeannie. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we kind of already covered this, uh, but uh, what snack were you grabbing at the student store or at Paws or? I think that was it. It was either the cheesy ham bagel mm. or... Oh my gosh, I can't even remember. There was oh from the student store the those Otis Spunkmeyer cookies, yeah, I, chocolate chip cookies. I think that's almost four for four. Mm. I think everyone's mentioned it. Oh, have they really? Yeah, no, I, pretty. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I, I don't know if Michaela did, but yeah, that Otis, Otis Spunkmeyer cookies. Mm-hmm. Were you in Deca? I was in Deca. Did you do the student store? Yes. Okay, you did. I uh, I I'm surprised I didn't do Deca because I was so, I'm so entrenched in marketing now that like it would have been such a 
a good class for me to take or activity for me to be in at school, but I really missed out on doing that class. (laughs) I think I only did it one year with good old Mr. Whitehead. Mm -hmm. And now I actually um, coach volleyball with Mr. Whitehead now. Oh, really? Did I tell you this? I know you you didn't. Uh, fun. So you coach at Mount Spokane? So not at Mount Spokane. I did coach at Mount Spokane. Okay. um, Years ago, maybe seven years ago or Mm. something. And then... Whitehead retired last year, two years ago, right before COVID. Okay. And then he came out of retirement and is now coaching at Northwest Christian. And oh wow, called and asked if I wanted to coach with him. And I said, "That's exciting." Yes. So like, so you're doing like state B volleyball, and it's like two B, two B, or it's two B, small, smaller now. Yeah, small. Uh, That's awesome. Uh, And I. We get multiple cans like r- powerhouse in like volleyball now. Oh, they're awesome. Like you were on the volleyball team, obviously, but like, were, were you guys good at, were you guys good in high school? Was multiple can good? I, I, don't re- <laughs> I don't remember. I was actually, I feel bad admitting this, but like, I don't know how many volleyball games I went to. I don't think I went Not to many. Enough, Not man, enough. I'm sorry. I feel really bad. No. So <laughs> what was it like our sophomore year? By our sophomore year, Mount Spokane had still never won a GSL game. Oh, really? Since Mount Spokane's existence. Yeah. I remember that because when I played my sophomore year, we won our first GSL match and it was like a big oh, that's, deal. That's so really no, cool. we weren't that great. I think mm. we we made it to regionals either our junior, senior year, but yeah, yeah we but, weren't. I mean, we did all right. We did but it right. I mean, we weren't the, like to go from never winning a game to like making regionals. That's a that's a success story. Right? Okay, we'll and, go with that. And now that I think about it, I probably was not going to volleyball games because I was in cross country and Dietz was like did not let us do anything. And I, that's yes. and now I probably have Cam Schwerer probably is going to tell me like I went to all the volleyball games, Brennan. Yeah. I'm like <laughs> I'm like yeah, you're right. That's a bad excuse. <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> Uh, what was your favorite teacher or or class going to Mount Spokane? I still just had such a fun relationship with Mr. Whitehead. I think anything mm. with Mr. Whitehead, the the student store. Mm. <clears throat> what were the other classes he even taught? I don't even. My memory sucks. Apparently, <laughs> yeah. Um, I only yeah. I only remember the like bits and pieces. I specifically remember in the last podcast, Matt Brzee, like I was in multiple classes with him, but there's one class that we were in together. All I remember is just hanging out with him in the class. I don't even remember what class it was. Yeah. I just remember the experiences. Does that mean we're getting old? If we don't remember. I think it means that school kind of sucked and (laughs) and that, and it was just more fun to just hang out. (laughs) Or the, um, wait, the weights class. Oh yeah. I mean that clearly you just, Got to hang out in the gym with your Is that Mr. Patrick? No, we, I think we had Jeannie Helfer for that. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Maybe. Or uh, McLaughlin. Was he the weights coach? McLaughlin. He uh, might have been the, the dudes. Oh, is it, was it different if you're like, like the girls had the girl teacher? I, or? Uh, maybe. I just remember lifting with little, with Christina, mm. like tiny little Christina Pike and she would crush it and mm. like she was buff i'm like dude i'm like eight inches taller than you i should be <laughs> i should be just as strong uh i uh i never took a weight class i and i in high school and i wish i would have i probably would have developed somewhat of a love for doing weights because i cannot do i won't do weights now it's overrated yeah uh i'm excited for this question after hearing what you said earlier what were you doing on Friday nights in high school? <laughs> you had to go there. Okay, I was not like, <laughs> I was a good kid for the most part. And then everybody would go out on occasion. But no, so let's see. Friday nights, some of my best memories actually are sitting on the curb. We had a line of like 10 people sitting on the curb of Low Road. Mm. Just doing nothing. I mean, like you just hang out anytime anybody's together. Mm-hmm. It was a grand old time. We would 
There's there were so many kids in that neighborhood, like in yeah. our in our, and I don't know if that's what it's like anymore. Going actually driving through that neighborhood now is kind of sad for it, personal reasons because my parents divorced and got rid of my childhood at home. That's a, there's a lot of trauma there, obviously. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but it's also like I feel like it hasn't. I don't know if it, it hasn't aged that well. Um, it's just kind of, it's just different. I don't know. Like as a, I mean, you're a realtor, so like, you know, like the property values and stuff like that, but like, it's, this seems kind of old there. It's kind of, it's kind of outdated. <laughs> yeah. It's those nineties yeah. homes that are just like, they just haven't aged well. Yeah. Um, but, uh, your mom doesn't still live there, does she? Nope. Okay. She, <laughs> she moved up my senior year. Oh. So when you ask about Friday nights, it depends, I guess, what year oh. we were in. Cause my mom moved to LA. Mm. my senior year so oh. then i had an apartment oh my gosh I, my, our senior year um, mom of the year I, <laughs> yeah. she, at the time yeah it was right great. No. Yeah. but yeah so that was that was fun but where was your apartment at you lived in an apartment by yourself your senior year yeah that's you like you didn't come to any of the awesome little shenanigans <laughs> I talk. Who would I talk? Who talked to you about this the other night? Uh, I just, I never did anything in high school, and it's like, I was just afraid of putting myself out there in high school. Like I knew that I know that I could have probably hung out with you guys. I just never, I never put myself out there. I was too afraid to like. I was always just afraid of the guys. I think like the guys always scared me. They they always seemed. I always got and there was a. And this is something I've I've actually thought about a lot is um there is a there's a group of guys in high school that I knew through elementary school to senior year and some of those guys were the biggest dicks to me through oh. elementary on and those were a lot of guys that were you know hanging out at those parties they're the you know for lack of better they were the football players they were the jocks and I just I never I always got made fun of and. And it was, yeah, it was a bullying situation, but like, I just never put myself out there. And Okay, but now 20 years later, you can see. Oh, yeah. Like, how much that affects kids that age. Oh, mm mm-hmm. And what it says about the other people. Oh, for sure. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I imagine a lot of those guys, too, like, if I talk to them today, like, they're totally cool with me. Like, they were totally are nice to me. It's just like a high school thing. Like, there was this... Like I'm seeing it with my kids now. Like they're just, they're just getting bullied for n- no reason at all. And like, it, and it is an insecurity thing. Like, and eventually you just grow out of those insecurities and you stop being an asshole and you realize like, you got to be nice. Yeah. But like, it's hard. I, I, but I think I was just an easy target because I, I, I had a lisp when I was much younger and I had a speech, yeah, I had a speech impediment, and I think it was easy to make fun of me. And uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't. It's nothing other than. I just didn't, I I could have just done better by putting myself out there. Yeah, there's I think there's just so much in high school that you look back on and you're like things could have just been different and or and and I always say like I don't know if I would want it to be different because if it was different where would I be now? Totally. Had I kissed that girl that I wanted to, had a crush on would I have married her? <laughs> like right. that's where my mentality was like I'm going to marry the first girl I kiss and oh um, that's sweet and i and luckily that first person i kissed was uh well she wasn't the first person i kissed but she was my first girlfriend and it worked out amazingly for me <laughs> and that's your wife was that's your my first wife. girlfriend yeah mm-hmm. i love that yeah yeah it was definitely a it was very serendipitous for for lack of better terms <laughs> i would not trade my 4 years in high school to have a better social life and not be with my wife. So Yeah. Oh, that's really sweet. Yeah, sophomore junior year. I would be hanging probably over at Jen Ridley or Holly Coleman's house. Mm. And we would be like listening to Shania Twain tapes and oh coming up with dances, doing stupid backyard photo sessions. And then <laughs> I don't know. It's different every year. Yeah, it's different every year. Yeah, yeah. there's this. A, yeah, high school is a weird. Like you just grow up so much during that time. Like you go from just being kind of a kid to an adult, and 
uh, it, there's just a, def, a lot of different experiences. And uh, I think that's why it's a fun question. Cause like my Friday nights, my Friday nights were a lot different than everyone else's that I've talked to. Like mine, my Friday nights were hanging out with my two best friends and playing video games. Like yeah. that was our nights. What is your most memorable high school moment? Most of my memories, I think revolve around volleyball. Mm. So yeah. I think that was probably one of the favorite memories was probably sophomore year of winning that first GSL match. Yeah. Thinking, okay, maybe we got a shot. Like we're contributing to awesome things in the program. And yeah. that was a high. That was always fun. Like I, I have a lot of like sports memories from high school like that. Cause the GS, we, the Mount Spokane cross country team, when I was a, uh, a junior, we were the first ones to ever win a GSL championship. And and we were like, we thought we were the hottest shit in school yeah. because we were the first team to win, the, win a championship. And uh, I just love thinking back on that time because, like, I run every day. Like, I love running. And I had I not, you know, took a decided to join cross country because of my friend Nick Winterstein told me to go run cross country, I would not be the runner that I am today. And I think... Those types of things, like, you get to keep that for the rest of your life. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. It's fun. You think about, like, impact that past coaches have had on yeah. you, and then you get to go be that to some mm. of the other young girls. So it's it's actually really rewarding. Did you go to Mead Middle? Like, were yes. you, you? When did you come? When did you start school? Like, in Mead School Districts? Right off the bat, kindergarten. Oh, okay, so, so you, were, you, came, you were through. Okay. Yeah, I was Colbert. Kindergarten, first, second grade. Oh, okay. And then they built Meadow Ridge. Gotcha. And then I was in the Meadow Ridge district. So, so you're sure. in the, oh, you're you're a Meadow Ridge kid. And I, I I was in Mr. Roop's second grade class. Oh, good old Mr. Roop. And then, yeah, I, and then I moved away for like a year in the middle of that, in fourth grade to fifth grade, and then came back for sixth grade and was in Mr. Roop's class again. Oh. Uh, <laughs> and uh, he also is a volleyball coach, isn't he? Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. So he coached, I coached with him. Um at Mount Spokane. So he did coach at Whitworth. Mm. And then he came over and was coaching at Mount Spokane. I think he had the freshman team mm. when I was helping Whitehead with with the varsity team. Oh, so, wow. So he's still coaching. I, You know, I think he's still there. Huh. I don't know. Yeah, he, he was like a, a brand new teacher when I was in second grade. Like he was, he must have been, he couldn't have been older than... 24 years old, which is weird to think about because he seems so old. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right. Last question of the high school hot list. Who was your high school crush? Oh, gosh. <laughs> Here we go. Well, I think there were several. Mm. <laughs> Probably Adam Patchett. Probably. The Patch. I got a story for you. Oh, <laughs> dish it out. So... I played baseball with Adam throughout, like, like I think freshman, freshman and sophomore year a little bit. I think it was, might have been just freshman year. And we played on the Legion team together. And we were playing at, I think we were playing at Whitworth. And you came up to me and you asked me, can you talk to Adam for me? What? Yeah, you came up to me and asked me if I could, like... And I said... I don't remember what the conversation was. <laughs> All I know was that you were coming to talk to me and I was, I was scared. Cause I'm like, why is Tacey talking to me? <laughs> and, and yeah, I, I think I went and I felt so cool. Cause I got to go tell Adam that oh. Tacey wanted to talk to you. <laughs> I don't even have the slightest memory of that. Uh, it, it left a really, it left an impression on me just because <laughs> for whatever reason, well, that was the hot, high school hot list. Thank you for answering all, all the questions, truthfully, uh, <laughs> as much as you could. All right. Well, we're going to get into the guts of this podcast now, and we're going to talk about life after high school. And uh, so after graduated high, Mount Spokane, where'd you, where'd you go? I went down to Santa Barbara, uh, Westmont College. Oh, wow. And I played volleyball down there oh, nice. for a couple years. Mm-hmm. And then I had rotator cuff surgery and oh man, kind of put an end. Did to you that. tear your rotator cuff? I did. It was all sorts of things, like labrum and my rotator cuff, and that's tough. 
Yeah. Did you do it like, was it just from wear and tear? It was just wear and tear. Oh gosh. Yeah. You, Even, can, you, you can just get that to, so that much wear and tear on your rotator cuff from like hitting a volleyball? Yes. Wow. Isn't that crazy? That so, is crazy. Yeah. So that was senior year even of high school. It was bugging me. And mm. so got that surgery after freshman year of college. Mm. And then a couple of years later, I was I was planning on moving to Sacramento. Mm with a girlfriend to do nursing school, I think. So we both went home for the summer from Santa Barbara. And then she called me halfway through the summer and was like, I, I can't move to Sacramento with you. I got a great job. I, mm. So I ended up back in Spokane by default because yeah. I didn't want to move to Sacramento by myself and ended up staying and finished at Eastern. Mm. So I I love asking people this because I, I love knowing about people who leave Spokane. You know, they, a lot of people left Spokane for college and then came back. I mean, and your mom lived in LA, right? Or did she come back to did she come back to Spokane? So, yeah, senior year she moved down to LA. Mm-hmm. And then after graduation, I went down to Santa Barbara. So, we're pretty close. Yeah, really like close. 45 minutes. And then my mom ended up moving back here. And then I think it was like Six months later, I ended up moving back too. So kind of by default, we yeah. both came back just at the came, same time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so what brought you back? Just just familiarity, family, mom. That's kind of what brought you here. It was kind of by default. I yeah. came back for the summer. Yeah. And was not intending to stay oh. here. And was oh, gonna go to Sacramento. Sacramento. Yeah. Right, right, right. And then plans fell through, and I was like, "Well, shoot, I guess I'm, I guess I'm staying here." <laughs> right. <So. laughs> You were on the track to become a nurse or were you, what switched there? Cause then, then is that when you went to therapy or what, where, or, or are we missing something else? <laughs> I was all over the board. I didn't know. I was pre-med at one point oh, and wow. then I was pre-physical therapy mm. and then, um, yeah. So I finished undergrad with kinesiology degree and wanted to do physical therapy mm. and then I applied to. Well, I bought my first house in Spokane and then applied for grad school. The one school I could in Spokane, which was Eastern, and oh. got waitlisted and didn't get in. And then I defaulted back to occupational therapy. So then I went back and got my master's in OT instead. Yeah. So how so how long were you in occup- occupational therapy? Um, I think about seven years. Okay. Yeah. So... Worked um, at St. Luke's on the spinal cord injury oh, wow. unit. That mm-hmm. was kind of my first, my first job. Yeah. And then I did home health, and I did oh wow, cute little geriatrics and old people, and um, yeah. Did you do? Did you enjoy that? Like, was it was it good work or was it exhausting? Like both. Yeah, yeah, all the things. Super rewarding. Mm-hmm. Um kind of ride that emotional roller coaster with patients, of, mm-hmm. especially spinal cord. You're newly paralyzed. Right. And having to learn how to transfer yourself and yeah. get dressed. And I think when people hear the word occupational therapy, they think, oh, like this is getting people back into the workforce or and it's, Everybody and, it, thinks and, that. and it's not that at all. It's just getting people to have a somewhat of a livable life, right? Yeah, that's pretty good, actually. Yeah. I'm impressed that you even said that because it's, yeah, it's everything you do on a daily basis is considered your occupation. Okay. So getting dressed, feeding yourself in mm. and out of a chair. So you become an occupational therapist. You do this for seven years. And then what changed to make you want to do something different? Like what, like also, also like, what are you doing during all this? Like, what are your, like, what are your hobbies? Like, are you like, are you traveling a lot? Like I did travel. I went to Europe with my cousin. We did some backpacking, mm. which was a great old time. Everybody should do that. Coaching. I was coaching mm. club volleyball. I was still working on the, movies oh right doing the hair and makeup so i had the most random side jobs and hobbies and how did you get involved in i mean obviously you're so your mom so for i keep on mentioning your mom a lot (laughs) and that's because i i interviewed your mom in 2020 when her book came out uh what's the name of her book mirror mirror confessions of a celebrity makeup artist yeah and so your mom just I mean, like you said, she moved back to LA. She's worked in Hollywood. She's a stud. She's, uh, and from what I understand, she's an, an amazing makeup artist. And so obviously you gleaned some of that from her. 
I uh, did, yeah. Usually I got the call of, Tacey, I have 20 extras on set tomorrow and I need help doing XYZ. So that's kind of how it started. Oh, okay. Um, and then I was doing, and then she needed a hair person. So then I was doing hair for her and then I was doing special effects for her. And oh, wow. so it was just a fun also, you like come in as like an assistant to your, what your mom was working on. Yeah, for a lot of it, and then we laugh because a couple of years into it, so she was usually the head of the department, the mm. key makeup artist, yeah. as they call it. And then a few years down the road, I got hired as a key hairstylist, and I hired my mom to oh. be kind of my assistant for the project, which That's is amazing. hilarious. So we we came full circle at one point, and then. That was a point when I retired the baton and said, yeah. I'm out of this. What about it that made you not want to do it? It is hard, physical. I mean, it's 14-hour days, 12 to 16 sometimes, depending on, on the project. And you're outside in the elements. You're mm. cold. You're hot. You have needy actors and people with giant egos. Mm-hmm. And my mom was great with that, but... I don't know. It didn't really feel fulfilling. I'm mm. kind of more of the, like the caregiver role is kind of what I felt drawn to at the time. So yeah. Yeah. yeah it was I fun. Mean, Made it for some good stories. For but. sure. I'm going to ask a question because everyone's probably thinking that if they're listening, like who was someone that you liked working with that people would know? That I liked working with. Jessica Beal mm. was amazing. Did you do Home of the Brave? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I only know that. I mean, I only like I've never watched that movie, but I my friend was an extra in it, and he like his car was actually in the scene of like a pivotal of a pivotal moment in the. It was over at the Dutch Brothers. Um, with Fifty Cent. With Fifty Cent, yeah. Uh-huh. That it was that scene, and uh, and he's like, "You should come and be an extra," and I'm like, "I gotta go to school, dude." And then uh, he went and was an extra, and then he was there for like. 12 hours and I'm like being an extra sucks it's the <laughs> long they stick you in a room and they like heard you like cattle and you're there for literally 12 hours 50 oh. cent he was actually cool too he would walk up to you and put his hand out and say nice to meet you I'm Curtis oh nice he would introduce himself as Curtis and uh-huh. my mom when my mom was telling me who was going to be in that movie she was like ah so Jessica Beale and there's some rapper. <laughs> I think his name is like Five Cents. <laughs> I was like, oh my, do you mean 50 Cent, mom? <laughs> we call him Fitty. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, that's amazing. Uh, so you so you just worked off and on doing some stuff with North by Northwest for just over the years. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So through all this, you you leave occupational therapy and then and then what was next? Yep. So I was working three 10-hour days. That was my full-time job Mm -hmm. at a skilled nursing facility. And going through kind of a rough patch in life when everybody hits at some point. And I had, I mean, four days a week that I just needed to keep my brain occupied. I'm like, I, what can I do? I've always loved studying and learning and I'm kind of a dork like that. So Mm -hmm. what can I just pick up and start studying? So I decided to start studying real estate and Mm. i just i did it kind of as a fun side hustle and just here and there friends and family my first house my first listing was my house Mm. um and then i just got busier so yeah i would my clients would refer me to another one and then i was doing both for a long time ot and real estate okay for several years that's that sounds exhausting (laughs) oh totally and then i was working crazy hours and i thought okay i'm i don't have kids i don't have a ton of bills like why am i working my butt off right 12 days a week doing two jobs mm-hmm. and so i kind of decreased my ot hours and then yeah just jumped in with real estate here a few years ago solely so yeah that, that seems to be going just amazingly for you i mean has it been we were talking about this too but every every time i close a transaction i just feel super blessed like mm. it's i don't know how i just get to do something that's so fun and yeah. rewarding and yes it's challenging on occasion but it's a lot about relationships and mm. i yeah i i love it i'm i'm getting paid to do something really fun and mm. helping people by having relationships with them and yeah yeah it's great it's cool that you I mean it's also like you have the perspective too of like that 
those moments of like, just probably hating what you do. I, I mean, I had moments of that too, where I'm just like, I always felt like I was going to be stuck and probably doing something that I didn't want to do, but it just was easier than just doing it on my own. But then once you get that taste of freedom and being able to do stuff by yourself and you can you realize you can make money doing what you love, like it's just, it's hard. It's hard to ever imagine myself going back to that. Is that how you feel about it? 100%. Like it's, yeah. not, it's actually probably sounds like a, it sounds like a bad dream. <laughs> it's yeah, like, right. like, Oh, you got to go back to your job. Like, uh, no, thanks. <laughs> People kept asking too, if I was going to keep my OT license mm. active and my intention was, and then I actually let it lapse. And I guess that's what well, that was my jump in full bore of, well, there's, there's probably a going back. I hope there's no going back, but oh, that's probably very freeing too, to like, just be like, see you later. <laughs> yeah. Jumping off a diving board. But I, one of the questions I, I do want to ask is over the last 20 years, is there something that you've accomplished that you're, you're very proud of? Hmm. An interesting question. <laughs> there's so much. I mean, there's so much that's happened in 20 years for yourself. I mean, for myself, like I was working in a cubicle wall factory uh, when I was 20 years old to like 24 years old. I was working in a cubicle wall factory over in Post Falls, and I was just like, "This can't be my life. I cannot work <laughs> in a on a manufacturing manufacturer line like making cubicle walls. It just it was soul sucking. And I was like, I need to go back to school. And so I like went back to school, discovered graphic design. And then that led to this marketing. And like, there's a lot of things I'm proud of, like getting married, having kids, but really taking that jump. Yeah. Had I not done that and stayed at doing manufacturing or jumping around from those types of jobs, I would almost be 40 right now. And I'd probably be at the same point where I need to figure out something to do. And so I think my most, my most proud moment is this realizing that I need to find something in life to be successful at that. Like I actually am proud of like, cause it, yeah. cause there are people that do manufacturing jobs and they love it and it's very fulfilling for them. But like, for me, it was just like, it was not enough and it made me a very angry person. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. and I think kind of thinking of that question too, it's, I think I'm most proud of kind of my, my growth and ability to, maybe bounce back from mm. hardships and ups and downs mm. and yeah, had some, had some rocky family life early mm. high school. And I think just learning from that, I don't know. I think I'm proud of my ability to just see what's not working or being, I don't know how to word that. That's hard. Yeah. But like I mean, seeing bad relationships and then working really hard at a relationship or right. I think I know you're saying like, it's just, it's, I mean, it sounds like you've learned from, you know, probably some of your mistakes, some of your family's mistakes. And, you know, through my 20 years, I, I've realized I, there was a lot of things from high school that I, I really looked at and like, this is what your life is. And I, you know, my, my parents were high school sweethearts and I was like, well, Brendan, you got to marry your high school sweetheart. And this is what I perceived as happiness. And then you realize that all that stuff is just like your parents are human. They make mistakes. You know, they aren't the perfect people that you thought they were. And what you learn from that is just like where they made mistakes in their life. I can either choose to do what they did or I can just or I can do it better and I can better myself. And like a lot of that is just from the self discovery and really it took me 20 years to go and go to go to therapy, like, or 18 years. But like, had I not gone to therapy, I would never have learned that I have ADD and I wouldn't have gotten on the medication that I needed to get on. And I would not, I wouldn't be doing this because once I started taking medication to really get rid of my anxiety, it just opened up a new world for me where I was like, oh, I can focus on this. I can focus on getting this project done. And once you... Yeah. Once I once I discovered that about myself, I was just like, oh, I can do this. I can run a podcasting company. And so I guess the long-winded answer, I think you learned this from a lot of, you know, not mistakes, but just trials and tribulations, you know? Exactly. Self-discovery is a big one too. It's how big people's perceptions are of, I feel like I need to be in a medical job because... That's like the pinnacle of an education oh, is yeah. that's what I portrayed as like having a successful career. Mm. 
I want to talk about your new being a newlywed. Uh, you got married in November of 2021. Yeah. Uh, last and, year. Uh, I mean, we don't have to go into all the, the details of it, but like, uh, how did you meet your husband? Well, it's um mutual friend, actually, and talking about how horrible dating was in Spokane. And okay, how horrible is dating in Spokane? Because like, I don't it's know. It's horrible. Did you ever do like online dating? Like, Oh, I did. Yeah. And it was, hor- it was just exhausting. It's yeah. like you try to hold a conversation with someone via text until you decide to meet and then you meet and they either have no teeth or <laughs> like Does that happen to you are a foot shorter than you think they're oh, gonna be yeah. or oh yeah i got all sorts of good <laughs> stories it was just exausting that sounds exhausting uh-huh. uh i could not Im- i could not imagine but that's cool so you met um through a mutual friend yeah so not online actually not online. but yeah. Um, I'm not saying that if you did meet someone yeah. online that you are a loser. No, I don't feel that way at all anymore. That's like, that's, that's, that's 2002 Brennan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So friend mentioned his name and she said, yeah, you know, you know, Josh Riddle. And I was like, I Riddle. <laughs> I think I asked her, is that a, is that a cousin of Ben and Keith Riddle? Cause I know them. And mm-hmm. She said, that's their brother and you guys would really hit it off. And it's kind of funny because he went to school with my older sister Okay. and he farms on Peon Prairie and I grew up on Peon Prairie and he, my sister claims that he was her first boyfriend in fifth grade, <laughs> which he denies, but <laughs> our grandparents lived next door to each other at their retirement home. Like we had all of these crazy connections and never knew each other existed until a couple of years ago. So that's crazy. Yeah. It's pretty fun. Yeah. And then, so you got married and uh, that sounds, that's just, that's exciting. Like I did not get to do this. I didn't even ask a question about you in high school and like who you who you thought you were in high school or like how would you describe yourself in high school? I always like telling people like how I saw people in high school and I just always saw you as just being don't know if we had many classes together or if we had many interactions together, but you always just seem so sweet and nice and I feel like all the guys had crushes on you and oh, gosh, <laughs> I didn't know that. I, I, we've, I don't know if we've ever had a conversation and I feel like I've was like best friends with you in high school. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fun. No, uh, I, I think the same. It was just, yeah, just kind of the sweet, the sweet persona. Yeah. Of people that you don't really know, but you like to think, you know, mm-hmm. just, yeah, no, that's, that's kind of who I thought. I kind of thought I was the, the bookworm, the mm. studious the caregiver, like I tried to, mm. I tried to take care of people mm. and I think I helped start what, what was it called? Peer mediation. Oh, wow. I got asked to help do that. <laughs> and then I was on like this, we started the, um, we called it spam for oh, yeah. a hot minute. The, the Spokane peer abstinence movement. That was a thing at Mouse. So I got oh, asked wow. to be on all these little committees and I don't remember that. I but that, It was very short lived. Okay. I think it was like a two meetings and called it good. But yeah, so I like to think I I was, I tried to be a friend to a lot of people. Yeah. That was kind of my goal in high school. And For then sure. I thought grades were the end all be all. And I kind yeah. of- Yeah, what'd you graduate with? GPA. It was like a 3.95. Oh man, you got I, that one B in there. I did. Oh my gosh, Brendan. I was at the time it was so mad. One B away from valedictorian, and that was like. Wait a minute. Did this happen your senior year? Um, Did you got the bad grade? Yeah. I feel like I know this story because we. I must have um, been somewhat like in so, something happened. I, and I, cause I remember you being very upset about it cause it that was a big, de- I guess it was so a big funny. deal. Like, uh, but I definitely remember hearing about this. Like what happened? Did you just get to be in like some 
dumb class? I, well, no, it was AP calculus. Oh, okay. And yeah, my, yeah. So it wasn't a dumb <laughs> class. Yeah, you I were, mean, yeah. it's still a dumb class now. But. <laughs> right. Yeah, are you using that calculus now? <laughs> yeah, right? That goes back to the perceptions. Like you, th- what you think is so important back in the day right. is like nothing now. Yeah, but. That's, <laughs> that's really funny. Come uh, on, Mrs. Mockle. I'd like stop taking whatever class I had to take in freshman year. I had to take again in sophomore year. And then I, whatever I had to take again to get my, just to get all my math credits in junior year, I did. And I just never did it again. I was just like, I don't care if I can't get into a four-year school. I will just go to the falls. I don't, I'm not going to do math to just do math. It was, and looking back, I wish I would have done the falls. Like something oh, like writing start, sim- yeah. Yeah, or just even get your AA first and yeah, then mm-hmm. not spend $100,000 on a degree you're not going to end up using. But. Right, yeah, that's, that is a, yeah, that's a lesson, <laughs> I guess, yeah. Well, I, I appreciate you taking the time to be on the show. I, I want to end the conversation with one last question. And what is the advice that you would give your high school self if you could go back and talk to a Casey in 2002, what would you tell her? Hmm. I would say don't worry about the perceptions, Mm. perceptions of what you, what kind of career you think you have to have to be successful or when you need to get married and have kids, Mm. like all of the, all of kind of the preconceived, what you think you need to be successful and just kind of follow your heart. Mm. Keep keep being a friend to people. Keep yeah. Keep going to a church that you love. And mm. Keep yeah. Keep just pursuing what makes you happy. For sure. Yeah. 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 I only ask this because I want to. I'm curious to know, like, where did that come from? Like, of the the I need to have this job. I need to like where where did that come from in your life? Mm. Is that too much? (laughs) That's a good, I think, I think studying and reading was always kind of my out. Like Mm. it was kind of my escape of my mom was married to not such a great guy for a lot of years. Mm -hmm. And so that was kind of my, I don't know, my, my way to just kind of save my time and, um, yeah, I don't know, because it was never like a pressure from the parents. I was going to say, you have to do... your mom's a makeup artist. <laughs> yeah, right? No, that's a good question. I don't know. I just, I'm kind of a people pleaser mm. and I'm a studious person. Like, I just think I got I to gotta do X, Y, Z in order yeah. to kind of fulfill myself is what I thought back For sure. in the day. There is just such a weird perception of like how, who you're supposed to be. And because I, I mean, I equally the same perception when I was in high school, but I thought I had lost it all because of, because of my grades, because I had terrible grades in high school and I was a procrastinator. And was, I was telling my mom this a couple of weeks ago. I was just like, kind of had a breakdown. I was just like, when I was in high school, I never thought I would live in a house that I live in right now. And because I graduated with a 2.1 and I, I look at myself and I look at like my, like where did that pressure come from? It came from my parents. I mean, it, I, I had this vision, but I mean, it's just so exhausting to think that I, that's how my mentality was when I was 18 years old. Like, I'm not going to have a good life because I graduated with a 2.1 GPA. Like that's, right. cause that's what, that's what defines success. You know what some of the best paying jobs are right now is like the plumbers, mm. the electricians, the contractors oh, right. that went to a trade school <laughs> mm-hmm. for two years or not, just learn on a job. But those are, who talks about those? Like yeah, it's not, true. it's no four year degree and. Yeah, and robots can't do those jobs. Yeah, right. <laughs> like those are those are the type of jobs that are, you know, stuff's gonna break or stuff needs to get built. And yeah, yeah definitely here in Spokane right now, it's just it has become a very, uh, it's become a little crazy here, <laughs> which is uh, it's exciting and it's uh, I'm loving the direction our our city's going, but it's also like. That's a whole nother conversation. I know, right? Yes. <laughs> uh, well, I appreciate you coming on and uh, having this conversation. And uh, we should talk about the the reunion real quick. You know, it's $15 for your whole family to come, for your spouse. And if you're going to bring your kids, they can come totally. too. And yes. there's, and I will say this. I had a friend, and I, I'm not going to name him on here, who said, who has a high school reunion that has kids? And I'm just like, 
dude, there's a lot of people with kids and they don't have childcare. Like, yeah. Or don't bring your kids don't if bring you don't want kids. to. Like, but yeah, Big Barn Brewing is, they have cornhole. They're going to have a band. It's going to be great to have kids there. If you Like, it's a great yeah. place for kids. If we take our children up there in the summer and they just go and hang out with all the other kids. It's like they, the kids aren't even going to be around. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Uh, so know, it'll be great. It'll be a good time. And there'll be live music. There's going to be um, a food truck there. I think they usually always have a food truck up yep. there. Mixed plate. Yep. I think it is. They have some really, really good food. And then big barn, Craig Dietz, you know, Mr. D he's a, uh, he was a big part of my time in at Mount Spokane. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a fun time. I just need to know uh, where the after party is gonna be at. So you plan, you plan out and then keep me posted because right. we'll we'll be there. And uh, anyone who is interested, uh, the GoFundMe is still open for Nick's uh, scholarship. Please go and donate to that. Uh, we did raise our twenty five hundred dollars that we're gonna give to this year's uh, graduating senior, and we actually we have a couple submissions that I'm excited to. I'm gonna have a I'm going to kind of pick a, a group of alumni that I think would be good to choose the the winner. Is it the winner? The recipient? Yeah. Uh, the recipient of the, the scholarship. And so thank you everyone for just being a part of that. And before we leave, is there anything you'd like to plug? Uh, anything that you're involved with? Nonprofits? And anything at all? Yeah. So I'm actually on the board with a nonprofit called Communities and Schools. Hmm. They are super amazing. So we're basically a liaison to help kids succeed in life. So mm-hmm. we have like peer mentors for kids in schools. We have um, like clothing closets. We have hygiene products. We kind of hook them up to set them up for success. And it's not always just for academics. It's for life, like how yeah. to succeed, how to grow up to be adults. So um, yeah, look them up. They're, they're really awesome communities and schools. Yeah. How'd you get involved in this organization? Yeah. I actually had, um, a friend of mine was on the board and I was telling her how I wanted to be more involved, um, with local nonprofits. And she started telling me about this one and I'm like that sound. I'd never heard of them. Yeah. I'm like, okay, well, if I hadn't heard of them, it means a lot of other people haven't heard of them either. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Look look them up. They're awesome. What's, what's the name of it? One more time communities and schools communities and schools awesome and again thank you so much stacy yeah you got it thanks for doing this all right peace